And Father, we thank you. We thank you for, we know that um, in your presence this morning, you will help us to understand your word. You will speak to us as individuals. We will hear you, Father, in our own language. You will minister to our needs. Thank you, Father, because the entrance of your word this morning will bring light. It will bring life. It will bring understanding. It will strengthen us to be able to stay true to your word in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So this morning, okay, it's a good Friday. So as we prepare for Easter, and it's a public holiday too, so I believe um, we'll have a good rest uh, and a good Easter. And I believe we are planning for service too. Uh, this morning, I just want to talk about um, conflict. Uh, I want to talk about conflict. Uh, today, we hear of conflict here and there. We see conflicts in, in the home, among uh, spouses, among siblings. Uh, we see conflicts among colleagues. We see conflicts, nation rising up against each other as we have here, uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine uh, presently going on. <clears throat> we see conflicts even in our academic uh, 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 guys fighting governments over issues of agreement and all that, leading to the suspension of, uh, of schools. We see conflicts, just think about it. Everywhere we go to, there is conflict. It seems as if where there is man, more than one man, there will always be conflict. The Boko Haram's are there. IPOB, just name it. Outside the country, name it. At times, um, you want to say that uh, conflict is as old as man. It seems it's inevitable. It seems it will always be around once you have more than one person gathered. And why conflict? Or what leads to conflict? Or what exactly is conflict? Because even in the scriptures too, you see a, a lot of stories about conflict. You saw the one between Esau and Jacob, the one with Cain and Abel, the one with Peter. When they came to seize Jesus, he pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of their servants. Conflict here and there. You remember Jesus in the temple too that brought out a, a whip throwing off uh, 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 the money changers table, pursuing those that are merchandising in the house of God. Conflict, conflict can be dated back as far 
as man has existed. Even Jesus himself, before he left in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, he says, we will hear of wars. We will hear of rumors of wars. We will hear of wars. So it's something that has come to stay. It's something that will always happen. It's something that we see on a daily basis. Even in, in buses, just name it. On the streets, just name it. You know, and what is conflict? The dictionary defines conflict as a serious disagreement or a serious argument. When two ideas are at variance, when they clash, to interest. And most times we have different ideas about the same uh, uh, issue. We have different standpoints. We have different understanding, which might be as a result of where we are coming from or our experiences in life. So because of that, we cannot rule out conflict. We cannot rule out conflict. He says conflict starts with disagreement, and then the disagreement becomes serious. Even in the Garden of Eden, there was disagreement. God said, don't eat. Satan came and said, eat. Man chose the, the side of Satan against God. The Bible says that Eve was deceived, but the man was not. So he decided to be at variance. He decided to choose a side against God. And then that disagreement escalated to him being sent out of the Garden of Eden. So disagreements escalated will always lead to conflict. I remember our school days growing up, primary school, secondary school, issues that will naturally don't mean anything. And then somebody gets up and insults you, maybe says you are mad, and then you answer back you are mad too. So it's like 50-50 on the same plane. And it goes on and say you are very, very stupid. And then you move on a, a notch higher. And you tell him that you, you are useless. You are this, and then you begin to rain abuses. And then when you are done, he takes it a notch higher too. And then he stays there. Are you talking to me? It's your father that you are talking to. Before you know, conflict starts. We start fighting. And that is how it is, even in the home. The husband and the wife exchanging words. And that disagreement begins to escalate without them noticing. Each time they respond to each other, they take it a step higher. And that's the same thing that happens with siblings. 
I heard about the story of a, a two football fans. I think um, they said one was an Arsenal fan and the other one was the Bolton fan. And they were to have a match that day. And they started the disagreements. Arsenal will beat Bolton. No, Bolton will beat Arsenal. And then as they started, the, the disagreement escalated. And as he escalated, one of them took a knife and stabbed the other person. And the guy was taken to the hospital. The friend was just by the side crying. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Why? Because the agreement escalated and became, uh, 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 and became a conflict. And at the end of the day, what happened? He stabbed a friend. He stabbed a friend. So you hear we're talking about conflict resolution everywhere, conflict management at different levels, at different levels, at different levels. World uh, uh, powers talking about conflict management. They're talking about conflict resolution. And they say how to go about it is to first determine the source, the source of the conflict. What is the source of the conflict? Then look beyond the source. Identify or look beyond the incident. Because at times a conflict, an incident can happen now, but it's not really because of what uh, the person did at that moment. Maybe you have insulted the guy before now. You have, did, you, you have done something that you are not even aware of and the guy is looking for an opportunity to, to retaliate. And then you just say something and he, 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 he says something back and before you know it, he implements what has been in his mind before now. So at times we might need to look beyond the incident, they say. And then you look for a solution. Among the solutions that you get, you now identify the one that will satisfy both parties that are variant. And then you go ahead to make them agree to peace. Conflict resolution. In as much as we have ways we resolve or manage conflicts, don't you think it would be a good idea if we are armed with enough knowledge that rather than managing and resolving conflicts, we are able to de-escalate disagreements. We are able to de-escalate arguments. We are able to de-escalate issues before they get into conflict. If you are armed with such knowledge, if you are armed enough to be able to do this, we find out that most of the time we will not need conflict management or conflict resolution because disagreement will be nipped in the board and it will not escalate uh, to conflict. A classic example can be found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 25. It says when, uh, uh, from verse 2, it says a certain man in Mount was very wealthy. He owned properties there at Camel. He had 1,000 goats, 3,000 sheep. He was clipping the wool off the sheep in Camel. His name was Nabah. 
He said his wife's, wife's name was Abigail. She was a wise and a beautiful woman, but her husband was rude and mean in the ways he treated others. He said he was from the family of Caleb. So in verse four, he said David was staying in the desert. So this is David in the desert with his men. He's been on the run. So he, he hangs out in the desert and he heard about what Nabal was doing. For this, it was a harvest time. It was a feast time for Nabal. And then so he said, David, in verse 5, he said, so David sent 10 young men. He said to them, go up to Nabal at Carmel. Greet him for me. Greet him for me. Here David is teaching us how to start up conversation. Because at times, what brings disagreement is how we present issues. Is how we start up issues. Is how we talk to our partner. How we talk to the next person. How we pass our thoughts to people. See the way David addressed Naba. He says, say to him, may you live long. May everything go well with you and your family. And may things go well with everything that belongs to you. He prayed for him. He started with, you, if you see this presentation, you will know it is something that is well thought out. So we should always learn to present our thoughts properly. He says, I hear that you are clipping the wool of your sheep. And then he started saying that when your shepherd were with us, we treated them well. He said, go and ask them. We treated them well. We made sure nothing was missing, nothing was stolen. We gave them the best in the desert. We accompanied them. He said, you should ask your own servants. He said, they will tell you. But he didn't see that as a right. Because after that, he said, we have come to you now at a happy time of the year. He says, it's a happy time of the year. A time where you are harvesting. A time where you are feasting. We have come to you now. And what did he say? He said, please give me and my men anything you can find for us. Even though he said that we have done favor to you, it's not demanding anything specifically. Just be a blessing to me and my men. The way we address people matters. The way we speak to people matters. The way we start conversation matters. And David then arrived at Nabal's place. And they told him what David had said. But listen to the response. You know, I told you that disagreements, they escalate and becomes conflict. Variance in thoughts, variance in position, the way we see things. David has said that this is the way I see things. I've been, a I've done a favor to you by taking care of your headsmen. Please, can you give me something? Nabal answered David's servants. 
He said, who is this David? He claimed ignorant of who David is. This is David that is well known. This is David that killed Goliath. This is David that has been anointed king to take over from Saul. This is the same David Saul that is pursuing all around. He claimed ignorance. He said, who is this son of Jesse? He said, many servants are, are running away from their masters. He didn't stop at that. He started speaking to David's past. He started mocking David's past. So we should be careful. We should not behave like this Nabal. The one say he's the fool, that that is the meaning of his name. How do you respond to people when they talk to you? How do you respond to your wife, to your husband when they talk to you? You can see from this uh, uh, statement, it is not a guarantee that if you speak well to somebody, they will respond well to you. It is not a guarantee that when you do favor to people, they will do favor back to you. That understanding alone will help you not to escalate disagreement. For whatever reason, they might not see things the way you see them. For whatever reason, they might not hold the same opinion as you. They might not have the same understanding as you. So while David was speaking calmly, while David came cool, never responded the other way. Never brought his own version, the way he sees things. And he says, I don't deal with people. I don't deal with people that are running away from their masters, that are betrayers, that are back, backstabbers. That was exactly what he was saying. He spoke to David past. In responding to people, you don't speak to their dark past. You don't talk or bring to forward their mistakes. You don't bring to forth their mistakes. You don't concentrate on the place that they are filled or the idea of what you think about their past. This is how you have always been doing. You leave the issue at hand. This is how you did it last year. You leave the issue at hand. That's how you made us miss this. You leave the issue at hand. You have started again and you begin to roll out all the mistakes of the past. In the escalating uh, 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 disagreements, making sure it does not escalate to conflict. You don't speak to people's past. He said that I will not. Why should I give food to men who come from nowhere? He said you are nowhere, you come from nowhere. So what David started, the disagreement had come in. And David responded because the disagreement started escalating. He said, David turned around. Uh, David's men, they turned around. They went to David. They told him. And David said to his men, each one of you put your sword. So they did. David put his own sword too and took about 400 men of his men. To what end? To what end? Disagreement has started escalating to conflict. And he says that he was going to destroy them. He was going to destroy them. He was going to finish Nabal and his men. 
something that started with, I have protected your sheep. Please give me something to eat. Assist me. Give me anything. I will be okay with it. And it increased to something else. And then David responded by taking his men to go and what? To go and destroy Nebel and his men. That's how issue escalates in homes. In verse 22, he said, I will not leave even one of his men alive until morning. If I do, may God punish me greatly. He was determined to destroy him. Disagreements always escalate to conflict if we don't need it in the board. If we don't need it in the board. If we don't need it in the board, how do we manage disagreements? We have tools that we can use in managing disagreements. You use the tone of your words, of your voice. You use the volume of your voice. Use your facial expression. Use your body language. At times, you use silence. At times, it might require just a touch. So responding in this way, in a combination of these weights can de-escalate, can de-escalate disagreements before they get to conflict. Let us see this in Abigail's model, how he intervened and de-escalated the conflict that was brewing. The first thing we see in verse 17 was a servant told Abigail, that David sent his men, and this was what my, uh, 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 my boss did. And he quickly put it, chip, chip it in there, that my boss is a good person, is a horrible person. He talks to people and he does not regard people. So your lack of character also causes conflicts. That's why the Bible encourages us to renew our mind by the word, when our minds are renewed, when we live by the word, when we allow the word of God to renew our mind, it will affect our character. Our character comes to play in a lot of things that we do. The Bible says when Abigail had it, the first thing she did was this. In verse 18, it said Abigail did not waste any time when there's a disagreement, you don't need to waste time. You need it immediately. You don't need to sleep over it. You don't need to begin to drag unnecessary issues. Look for a solution. In Matthew chapter 5, the Bible says that when you have trouble, when somebody has a claim over you, it didn't say that the person's claim is right. He said when he has a claim, he says, settle while you're on the way because this person might take you to the court. When you get to the court, the court may hand you over to the soldiers. The soldiers may put you in jail. Everything is made because it's not necessarily your fault. But it says, set to with the person on the way. It might not be your fault. If you see in this case, you'll find out that why Abigail was talking to, uh, 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 to David, he said, let the blame be upon me. He took the blame. He took, she took responsibility. So at times it's not necessarily that you are the one that's on the right path or you are the one that is wrong or on the wrong path. 
The focus is to de-escalate disagreement before it gets to conflict. So even if you are not wrong, why don't you be wrong for that period? Why don't you be the sheep for that period so that you can stop that disagreement before it escalates the conflict? He says quickly, quickly, happy girl, it took gifts and he rushed down to David. And when he got to David, you see a different approach, how she was able to de-escalate it. He spoke to David and he spoke to the king inside of David. He said, I put a roll on the donkey to a mountain. There she saw David and his men. They were coming down towards her. David had just said everything that he was going to do. And then what happened? Abigail got there and Abigail quickly got off her donkey. She bowed down in front of David. She bowed down. She reverenced David. She spoke to the king in David. She said, look, David, you have been anointed king. God is going to give this kingdom to you. He reminded David of who he is. He spoke to David's future. Why Nabal was speaking to the past and caused problems and caused disagreements. Abigail was speaking to David's future. You are the next king. God will give you this kingdom as he has promised. Don't stain your hand with blood. This is not who you are. This is not what you are called for. In the time of disagreement, let's see beyond uh, uh, the person. Let's see beyond his fault. Let's see into the person's future to de-escalate it. This is not you. I, I know that you are better than this. I know that you can do more than this. I know that you are a loving person. I know that God has given you grace to exhibit patience. Like Abigail, we should speak to people's future. We should speak to people's future. Speak to their future. Speak to the thing in them. And make sure we de-escalate arguments. Like I said, that the tone of your voice matters. I didn't see Abigail's expression, but from the way things were written, her body language coming to bow to, 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 to David, her soft-spoken words, soft word turns away anger, turns away wrath. I'm sure that the volume of her, her, her voice was also low. So we... Uh, uh, Deploy all of these to make sure we de-escalate disagreement before they get to conflict. So this morning, all I'm saying is this. Disagreements will always come. And when they come, find a way as much as lie in you to de-escalate that disagreement before it gets to conflict. It might just be between you and somebody. It might be you intervening like Abigail did, but in every disagreement, in every time there are variance in opinion, in every time that things begin to go from bad to worse, step in and de-escalate it. 
before it gets out of hand. We hear series of stories and then you want to wonder a husband killing a wife. It didn't start in a day. It didn't just happen. It started in, with disagreements and it was escalated and it wasn't nipped in the bud and it continued to, uh, to, 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 become, to be ferocious until it led to the death of the other party. So let's have that in mind as we set out and deploy the Abigail's model in every situation that we find ourselves, in ev at every point in time that we face disagreement with people. Let's deploy that and make sure our focus is to de-escalate disagreements before they get into conflict. The Lord bless you all. Have a wonderful holiday. See you guys on Sunday.